Hey, everybody. Josh Wiggler here alongside Emily Fox with some bonus wrap-up Big Little Lies coverage. It's Big Little Buys today. Surprise, surprise, Big Little Lies. How many liars are there inside? There could be three or four or five. Monterey Five. <laughs> the Monterey Five. Emily Fox, <laughs> how are you doing? You're singing. You're singing on a podcast, so that must mean you're in a great mood. It's a throwback to Puppy Surprise. We if love anyone Puppy ever bought Puppy Surprise as a toy growing up in the 90s, um, I I'm was... looking forward to the inevitable gritty Puppy Surprise reboot, I think it's going to be. <laughs> I was certain really I was picking a puppy, uh, or not a puppy, a I mean, dog I guess that I am... had more than three in it, and then it had three, and I was so mad. <laughs> I guess I am, I'm, I'm working on like a, a dog horror thing. Is something that I'm working on. In my, That's true. In my, in my spare time, that's so not a lie. Maybe I should call. You are not one of the lies. No, maybe Puppy Surprise should be the name of what I'm working on. Uh, that's neither here nor Will you there. You bring back the toy because I want to see if I can pick one now that I'm an adult that definitely has more than three puppies. All in right, it. stay tuned for our <laughs> big little Puppy Surprise podcast <laughs> series coming your way soon. No, we are uh, we are wrapping up Big Little Lies here a little later than we had promised, but we are here with our final show, our Big Little Lies wrap up our farewell to uh, to wig little eyes, big little guys, whatever you wanted to call I was gonna it. Say, don't forget big little guys. What a hashtag that I really know. took off. This I know. <laughs> I miss big little guys. I liked that too. Uh, but we're getting close to about two weeks removed from the big little lies finale at this point, and here we are to put a nice fat bow on our coverage. I don't know why it had to be a fat bow. It could be a slim bow. Ew. It's just a bow. Can you stop saying bow? Why do you have a problem with the word bow? It's just a I don't thing. Know. It's a tie. It's a weapon of choice if you need to use it in like a, a post-apocalyptic survival situation. In other enunciations, it's uh, bending over. I play a, a lot bow. of... It's a bow. <laughs> yes. It's a bow. So we are taking one last bow here talking about Big Little Lies. So as promised in our last Big Little Lies podcast, we have some final feedback, just a little bit uh, that we want to sort through here. Uh, we also have some gifts to exchange. Yeah, that's right. Train Emily gifts. Fox, we've got some train gifts. We'll, re- we'll reset exactly... <laughs> Uh, what I'm happened today. with sorry. all of that. You are punchy today. I like it. Uh, and uh, maybe we have you know some final points to make about Big Little Lies along the way, uh, plus some thoughts on where the franchise could go next should the franchise continue on. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about what we're doing next, what Emily and I are doing next. Big Little Lies is over, but we are truly just getting started here on Post Show Recaps as Emily Fox and I are going to move on from Monterey to New York City, our hometown, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Succession. Uh, returning for its second season on HBO on August 11th. Emily and I have been rewatching season one. It's been very enjoyable. It's been super it's been fun. So much fun to do. Uh, if you have not checked out Succession before, you've got some time. Again, August 11th is when the second season and it's an easy premieres. watch. I think it's easy to catch up on. It's Ten episodes. Yeah. You know, they're the full hour, but they go really quick. Uh, you know, they're, they're very funny. They're sometimes very dramatic and stressful. Incredibly dark. Also, you know, it, it's one of those shows that kind of. Defies explanation in terms of genre. Like, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? Where is it? You know, where's the balance on that on any given week? It's sort uh, of like Arrested Development scene. with a lot 
it's like it's darker. like it's like a more serious Arrested Development. Yeah. I don't think it's like a horrible way of, uh, of of framing it. Family drama. If you haven't heard of Succession, you don't know anything more about it. We'll talk about it a little bit, tiny bit later in this very podcast. But Emily and I will be back uh, next week with a full on preview show for Succession. We'd love to get your feedback for that. If you're a Succession fan, or if you just have questions about Succession, predictions for season two, all of that, we're going to do a preview show before Succession launches its second season. So send that feedback back in at post show recaps at round howard at emilet uh tweet to all three of us uh that's the easiest way we are finding to uh to collate and collect your feedback so we're gonna aim, we're gonna aim to record that midweek uh next week timing might be a little flexible i'll be away on assignment emily i'll miss you so much I'll miss you too. We'll be we'll be talking from uh, from we'll be star crossed conversationalists. Uh, uh, you for, know what distance makes the heart grow uh, fonder. That's what that's what I've heard. Uh, of course, Does it even make though, your heart grow fonder. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, <laughs> you're like that's what I've heard. I was Ugh. just gonna skip right past that part. Yeah. Um, even though Big Little Lies is over, <laughs> you should be subscribed to what we're doing here on Post Show Recaps. We have so much going on in addition to the Succession podcast that's coming up. Mike Bloom and I just podcasted about Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frank. Frankenstein, which is a thing that is real and we spend a decent amount of time or at least I do saying that's a thing that exists and also defies explanation. Uh, it's part of our Stranger Things adjacent coverage uh, and next week we're going to be talking about some more Stranger Things adjacent coverage. We announced at the end of Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein that we're going to be doing a podcast about the never-ending story. Emily, it was a big part of the Stranger Things finale. Did the you ever ne- see the never-ending story? Yeah, it's responsible for me getting picked up by my parents early at a sleepover. Why? Did it scare you? It really made me nervous. The my nothing, stomach hurt. The nothing was kind of a puppy surprise. Well, at the, here's uh, the thing. Story. I saw Never Ending Story 2 first with my dad. Oh, weird. Because we went to the movie theater to see something else and it was sold out. So he was like, how about this instead? Oh my God. I wish you people knew Emily's father. Because <laughs> Emily's father going to like like to opt to see the Never Ending Story 2 is a, is a really incredible And I remember being in entertained but like not really knowing exactly what was going on and i was also pretty young then uh and then i saw the first one at a sleepover soon afterwards and it freaked me out and i had to call and get picked up to go home that's that's an amazing story that i will i will relate to mike when mike bloom and i get together to talk about the never-ending story uh (laughs) next week it was a big part of the stranger things finale which is why uh it it triggered the excuse to go back and check out the never-ending story for mike and i who i i believe i i had said on our most recent podcast i haven't seen that movie in a decade at least uh and i think mike was the same way so it's gonna be fun maybe i'll rewatch it too yeah (laughs) send in your feedback because no one can pick me up from my own apartment yeah i I have to sit with what i've seen send send (laughs) in your feedback for that emily fox and everybody else at round howard at a mike bloom type and at post show recaps we would love to field that during our never-ending story uh podcast and then we're gonna have one final stranger things adjacent podcast coming your way before mike and i launch our next podcast series and it's going to be a long enduring podcast series uh we're going to be launching it like a raft out into the ocean as beautiful music soars in the background emily it's a show that you and i have talked about uh on post show recaps in the past too i can't reveal it can i 
I mean, it's lost, but like, you know, uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll get there where we get there. Uh, so subscribe to Post Show Recaps wow. on your podcast app of choice. A lot going on here and plenty of other bonus coverage and other show coverage. I think the fall is going to be a very busy fall for us here. Uh, AJ Mass and I just talked about Dark on Netflix. Uh, so that is a podcast that you should only listen to after you have seen that show. But if you've seen that show, you should check it out. Would that make me want to get picked up from a sleepover? Yes, again? yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, it would. I think you might enjoy Dark, but uh, I would not recommend you watch it alone. Got I think it. that that would be tough. Okay, noted. All right. Before we go any further, I want to take a quick second to thank our sponsors for our Big Little Lies wrap-up podcast. And I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Progressive. Saving money on your car insurance is easy with Progressive. It's an average savings of $699 a year for customers who switch and save. In fact, customers can qualify for an average of Six discounts on their auto policy when they switch to Progressive. Discounts just for starting a quote online or owning multiple vehicles. So get your quote online at Progressive.com and see how much you could be saving. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Emily Fox, here we are. We are talking about Big Little Lies Season 2 in review. We are looking back in the mirror, much like one of the Monterey Five driving their kids off to school in the title sequence as they're just staring ahead, sometimes looking up in the mirror. We're looking backwards. Uh, We've got some time. We're looking everywhere, trying to understand how this show ended. Trying not to get (laughs) sideswiped. You know, we're just trying to do everything. I, I, I know that when we got together for the finale podcast, we were like, a little bit down on what we felt was a pretty anticlimactic ending to a to a season that could could often feel a little bit meandering, could often feel like uh, it, you know it was shot out of a cannon, and then where was it going? Uh, certainly, a lot of controversy along the way with the Andrea Arnold stuff uh, that popped up yes. along the way. But I don't know. I mean, just like you know, almost two weeks later at this point. What are your thoughts on either the finale specifically or just season two at large? I mean, I've let it marinate a little bit. And I think for me, it has allowed me to look at each individual actor within the, you know, ensemble and really appreciate what they brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still think that there were a lot of sort of dead ends and plots and it could have been a little bit more compelling and polished, but you know, such as a lot of seasons that, you know, are made out of something that's meant to be like a limited sort of uh, TV show. So I, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it still, but I also really appreciate the cast. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was what we were, you know, most excited about yeah. going into it to begin with. Right. I mean, when we were rewatching the season, we we're like, God, this, this, it's such an incredible collection of actors. Like it wouldn't have worked if they were like, everyone's coming back except Laura Dern. Then I would have right. been like, you know what? Like, what are we doing here? Right. But like the fact that everybody was in for season two and then you, you know, put the cherry on top with Meryl that sort of made it for me. I, I'm, I'm really still very happy with, you know, the casting and, and how everyone did. Yeah. But I mean, now that we're, were removed from it and we did get so much Meryl Streep we got weekly Meryl Streep and there was a new thing to love about Meryl Streep every single week uh, and even though we got more Laura Dern as insane Renata every single week just having a remarkable meltdown moment 
was the juice worth the squeeze? Like I, I, the episodes were short, which was merciful. Uh, it was only seven episodes long. It's a pretty you know tight runtime when you look at the full package, and it was certainly an excuse for you and I to get together on a microphone every single week, and that seemed like a very fun thing to do. And I had a great time. I had a great time too. Um, but was the juice worth the squeeze for a second season? Ultimately, now that we know what the destination was, do you think that when you when you look back at Big Little Lies? Is it a stronger piece if it's just one season? I think it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's kind of a no-brainer question, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and I don't know if that had to be the case. Like, I think that there... I, I think once the news about the Andrea Arnold stuff came out and that she had a lot of control, uh, you know, either, um, you know, rested away from her, depending on your read... It soured the juice. Of that indie wire, of that indie wire <laughs> story. You know, I I, th- I think that once, once at, at the very least, it seemed like there were some uh, difficulties behind the scenes, however you want to parse it out. I think once those reports came out, for me, it really did crystallize, like, a lot of why this just didn't feel right. Like there was something not quite right about season two. It just, it it felt different and not different in a way where it was like somebody putting their truly unique stamp on the season. It felt like something that was trying so hard to be the first season. And it it makes so much more sense when you know it was, it was probably shot in a way and filmed in a way and structured in a way so as to make it its own unique beast, and then it was, you know, rehashed to kind of fit the quote-unquote house style. Um, so I, I think once you once you know that, and once you hear that, for me at the very least, I don't want to speak for everybody, and I, I know that there's people who loved this season, um, but I do think that the vast majority of the feedback that you and I got, Emily, along the way are people who, who expressed, um, you know, some ambivalence, uh, a lot of appreciation for the acting above all else, um, and disappointment with, with the story and the pacing and stuff. So I don't think that we're speaking out of school from, from where um, many people landed with this. Definitely. But I think that like once you know a little bit more about some of that behind the scenes stuff, it's hard to separate it's hard to like not see the seams like you know like it's it they really show yeah definitely well let's get into some of this feedback shall we well before we get into the feedback there's a few things that i want to talk about i I feel like uh it's it's this is this is going to be our last time potentially to ever talk about big little lies will you miss me i will never emily (laughs) i will i will never be apart from you other than the occasional work trip you and i will be together forever um wasn't that kind of like a romantic thing to say as I'm like lightly like caressing your arm as I say that? Oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm so sorry. Sorry. So that sorry. like was just ticklish. But I love, I love you very much. <laughs> you're, you are very dear to me and we will, we will find something to podcast about. And if, and if not, we will have hilarious conversations in our day to day. But we're I, never talking about this ever, ever again. again. You, you're not allowed to bring it up. No, but I, I think it'd be a fun opportunity to kind of like give out some like superlatives. Oh, if, I like if, that. If not okay, quite cool. awards, but you know, maybe a few superlatives and I, I had a few written down if you've got some that you want to invent along the way after i go through my my uh, roster of what i had written down i would love to hear them um mvp is clearly meryl streep right i mean like how could it not be i guess really Oh, I, th- I was going to say Renata. Yeah, but I, I think that those are the only two choices. You yeah, know? you're right. I think that the only two... <laughs> like, listen, there was, there was a lot of material for Bonnie this season. Some people seemed to really be not into the Bonnie storyline. I really I really like Zoe Kravitz a lot, and I was so happy to see more from her. What's her superlative? Um, well, I don't know. We'll get, we'll get to that. But, Sorry. But, but I think <laughs> I'm that... really like, trying to cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, like, for, for me, like, just the fact that you have Meryl Streep on here, like... 
That's that's fair. You know, maybe maybe I could be convinced that Renata is the MVP, but Meryl Streep is the most likely to win an Emmy. Yeah. I mean, that's really what the superlatives break down to. You know, uh, this this season of Big Little Lies was not eligible for the forthcoming uh, Emmy Awards because of when it was released. Um, A lot of TV can come out between now and then. And I also think, actually, that a lot of the uh, the turmoil behind the scenes, I wonder, I wonder, you know, between that and the distance between this this season finishing and when it's next, uh, when the next Emmys are going to be out. And its eligibility uh, will it will be something that uh, that that is remembered very well. I think at the very least, Meryl Streep is still going to get a nomination and probably a win. Yeah, I mean she's Meryl Streep, so yeah, she's Meryl Streep. So I would give MVP to Renata. I like that. Okay. I think I think. Do you have a, what's your fondest Renata memory of the season? Stuffing uh, Kleenex in Gordon's mouth. Yeah. That was pretty um, good. Saying illicit things that were past behaviors to him were also great. Uh, I Just will, like the one-offs. I will never not be rich. Uh, that whole that whole moment was great. Renato was fantastic. More Laura Dern, please. Yeah, um, for everything. You know, I've never seen Enlightened, Emily. Do you know? No, I haven't yeah. either. And I've been interested to check it out after this particular. That Laura might be Dern's something that we could season. do just just on our own time. And if we're if we're so inclined to talk about it in a future podcast, perhaps we could. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I feel like that's a show that's out there waiting for us. And those who don't know it, Enlightened old HBO show. Laura Dern was the star. Uh, Survivor David versus Goliath's very own second place finisher Mike White heavily involved in the creative behind that uh, i know colin stone is uh is a huge fan of enlightened as well colin if you are listening uh i have heard your take on that so uh on my radar so perhaps something we could do how about um uh and also i don't want to uh uh, emily i I noticed your um your bash brothers reference that you tried to sneak in there i thought that you did a great job um underrated storyline what was an underrated storyline from season two something from season two that either we didn't talk about too much or something that we, uh, you know, maybe didn't lavish as much praise onto as you feel like maybe we should, or even if you want to say like underrated character, Tom, what happened to Tom? <laughs> the underrated, <laughs> the underrated storyline of season two was the disappearance of Tom <laughs> that went without any acknowledgement whatsoever <laughs> to the point that maybe people even forget who Tom is. He was the, the guy at the cafe who was, I'm going to make it so that no one forgets Tom. He was Jane, Never forget Jane's first love interest on big little lies. who just vanished in the night. Maybe it was like, wow, a guy died and that really freaked me out and I need to move. Yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm too close to all of these women. Yeah. And Gordon finally was able to flex on Tom and got him out of town. Uh, season three will be the Tom show. The Tom spinoff is going <laughs> to be great. I realized I breezed past LVP, least valuable player of uh, season two of Big Little Lies. Who do you got for that? Chloe. Chloe. Her playlists were not nearly as great. <laughs> Chloe, she was so inoffensive. She didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. She wasn't even around. It's not Ed and uh, Ed and Nathan. Oh yeah, Nathan's could, LVP for sure. You know, you know. Here's a controversial take. Potentially, you, I love Nathan. No, it's def- <laughs> that is definitely not the take. Um, I think that if you were, uh, I think that they're a contender for LVP, and it's not because of the acting. You know, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal actress. Oh no, are you about to drop a truth bomb? 
they just did a bad job with the Madeline story. Yeah, I don't think I wouldn't like. I wouldn't say no. It's not Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon is not the LVP of Big Little Lies season two. But I think that the character, the story arc for Madeline was a whip. Yeah, she didn't have a lot to do. She did the best that she could with what she was given. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, she's Reese Witherspoon. She's Most tremendous. likely to divorce after renewing vows. I mean, depending on how things shake out, how do you think How do you think that that played out in reality? I don't know. They you renew don't... their vows and then she goes to the police station. Do they renew their vows and yeah, she's like, like, hey, by the way, we already totally about participated this. in the killing Yeah, we already man. talked about this. Like, how do you renew your vows? And then that same night you're like, Ed, I'm just going to go for a quick drive. Don't worry about it. I have not told you the most significant thing that's happened to me in the last year. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be awkward Come at best. On. I think that's going to be awkward at best. How about... Uh, you, then he takes the punching bag back out. Who do you? What do you think was the biggest missed opportunity of, of season two? Something that they could have done better and let's take tom out of the equation because i know that that's your default answer is you're seeking justice for tom i think if this is really something that everyone's tormented by and trying to figure out then we need to see more of the detective work that's being done Mm -hmm. right like i think we talked about it before or maybe i don't know i've been reading so much about this the last couple of weeks it's like why would you bring Corey in and question him and not talk to other people that are around these women yeah like how are the husbands not involved more how is the detective work just like being scooted under the rug and everyone's like oh i don't know like oh i don't know usually means that you stopped investigating Right, 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 right. right but right. like we see these little shots of uh, the detective here and there. Yeah, those shots were so tiny and like very it just, small. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like we should have seen her trying to build more of a case and be more intimidating and more, you know, more pressure on all of these women on a regular basis if they like feel the need to actually go and confess at the end. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. You I know what so. I mean? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Any other superlatives that you've got that you would like to award? To people in uh, the either either like the cast, the characters, the storylines, anything from Big Little Lies. Best like to, train set. Yeah, that goes to Gordon for sure. I yeah. mean, how, no one competes. Do you want to exchange our gifts? No, now? we'll get there. We'll Josh. get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. You're trying to shake up the order, Emily. I have a very specific structure to this. Thing. Sorry, I'm not reading your timeline. You're not at reading all. my timeline at all. Uh, very quickly, I, I I I would love to have more Meryl Streep on my TV every <laughs> single week. Uh, I wanted to see if you had any uh, workshopping ideas for what a Meryl Streep TV show could look like. Uh, you know, they they say that uh, that the that the indie film scene is is a dying art. Emily, and that TV is the new art house uh, that you can go to television, you can craft these 10-hour narratives, and you can really dig into a character. And I think that there's still a lot of great independent movies being made, but TV is king right now. Uh, and the line between film and TV is blending so much that uh, what truly is uh, cinema anymore? What divides the line between what is a small screen effort and a big screen effort? What would it take? What's the story What's the? What's We're just the, pitching an idea for Meryl Streep yeah, as a TV character. What's the, what's the Meryl Streep? She could literally series. play anything. That's yeah. the point. Um, well, give me, give me one, give me one. What would you like to see? Would you like to see like an Alias reboot starring Meryl Streep <laughs> in the Jennifer Garner role? Felicity reboot. You know, Meryl Streep with like Meryl the pink Streep wig that, that Sydney Bristow has in that first episode. Um, Meryl Streep on a Fresh Prince reboot. Okay. All right. I'm feeling that. Yeah. Uh, I assume that she's playing Jeffrey the Butler. No. That would be pretty good. Oh, she's Will Smith. 
That's no, cool too. No, no, she's, she's like, DJ Jazzy Jeff. She's married to Carlton. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, Carlton, you did well for yourself. So it's less a reboot than a sequel you're talking about. Yeah, we're, like we're going to bring everybody, everybody back. Sadly, Uncle Phil, RIP. Uh, no, I can't even talk about no that. No longer. I don't want to talk about it. Well, you know, it's. it's James it's, Avery dying is like one of the saddest it's things. It's really upsetting. Of it's all still time. very upsetting. One uh, of my favorite TV dads. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is in the conversation I'm like for best TV dad of all time. I'm like choked up right now. I know. Emily, Emily has a deep and abiding love for all things Fresh Prince. Um, I think Meryl Streep is like sort of like the 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 matriarch of uh, of Carlton Banks' family. What if she did like a travel show? be really, show. really good. A Meryl Streep travel show could be good. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I would love to see. I would love to. After after the story that we told about Dennis O'Hare getting like, um, like dragged into like this secret elite basement party by Meryl Streep. I want to know more about these yeah. secret elite basement parties that Meryl Streep has access to. And isn't to. her husband like a sculptor or something? I'm not sure. She goes to like cool art parties. I'm not sure. I would love to see Meryl Streep guest starring in the final season of Mr. Robot because her daughter Grace Gummer is a series regular on that Mm. show. That would be freaking super cool. I'd be pumped about that. She's like B.D. Wong, She's like, like right-hand woman. <laughs> yeah, she could be like hanging out with B.D. Wong. Um, there's going to be more Reese Witherspoon on TV in our near future, Emily. She's got two different shows coming out. What? Uh, she's got, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's got two different what? shows. What? <laughs> she's got a show called Little Fires Everywhere that's coming out on oh, Hulu. Oh, that was a book. Uh, was it? Yeah. Have you read it? No. What? It, so you don't know what it's about. Oh, maybe I do know what, what it's about. I, I think I have read it, actually. Um, Hold on, I need to Google what the, the cover of it okay, looks like. Okay, you could, you could Google what that's about, but I know it's, com- it's, coming, to, it's coming to Hulu, uh, which, is, which is ironic because her other show is going to Apple, because uh, Apple TV is going to be a thing, and Apple is starting to produce their own content, and it's called The Morning Show, and The Morning Show is going to be about morning news, uh, and it's not just Reese Witherspoon. It's like a very insane cast. Uh, Steve Carell is going to be in yeah, this I show. Yeah, I definitely wrote this. Is gonna, I wrote this I wrote book. That no, book. I read this book. Steve yeah. Carell is going to be in the show as well. Nestor Carbonell, Richard Alpert from Lost uh, is going to be on the morning show. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that. Like even if we're not going to get weekly Meryl Streep in our near future or televised Meryl Streep again in our near future, we're going to get televised Reese Witherspoon uh, and maybe one or two or, or both of those shows. Uh, we will we will get a chance to check out. What is Little Fires Everywhere uh, now that you've uh, refreshed your refreshed your brain about. it's basically like a story of um these families one is like very wealthy and one is not and they're sort of intertwined by all sorts of crazy stuff that's happening in like the burbs cool it's a good it's a good story yeah i completely forgot about it i read it maybe two years ago be that good then no um, it is it's a really good story i just i needed to re- refresh my oh memory. so you've already read the book i've read oh, the book well, that makes so we're this set up easy yeah oh yeah <laughs> So I don't have to force you to do any homework. Well, yeah. Why do you always make me read the book? You books? always say, like, I make you read the book. and like, You hand me a book and you're like, you should read this and then we'll really podcast a, about well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, like, somebody should be doing the research. Yeah, it's what not going to be me. Yeah. I don't know how to read. <laughs> it's very tough for me. I'm watching too much TV and my eyes hurt and I can't read <laughs> what anymore. What a little baby. How about this? My eyes hurt. We find out that a show is coming out and it's adapting a book and it's one that you're really interested in. You I'm going to make you read all it. the modern I'll, love columns for Modern Love. Okay. That sounds like a plan i mean modern love is going to be a tv show on amazon yeah. in, a, in a couple of months and i was checking out the timing uh and it's it's probably going to be launching shortly after succession ends. so and then, that like, may write itself you'll be tearing up a little bit 
Oh, man. All right. That's They're ex- really good stories. That's exciting. Modern Love is a great podcast if you haven't listened to the podcast. I do it every time I scrub toilets. Emily, Emily, <laughs> Emily, <laughs> Emily, you love to make me listen to, to Modern Love because like ones that you've already listened to. I uh, like to watch for your reactions. I have is very, that weird? No. I, think I like watching great. things and then rewatching them with you for the first time so like, that you can I can watch what you do. What do I do? Like, I don't it's know. Like my jaw drops. Remember or? when we watched Gone Girl? Like I had already seen, Gone, seen Girl, Gone Girl and you yeah. hadn't seen the movie. And I sat there and watched you while you watched the movie. Mm, it's great. Yeah, that's, you hate when I do that. No, I don't hate when you, I don't like when you watch me while I eat. I get very self-conscious. That's about, fair. I get self-conscious about that. I don't really do that uh, anymore. We do it sometimes. Uh, all right. Feedback. I like feedback, to see feedback, how feedback, you're feedback. enjoying your feed. feedback, feedback, feedback. All right. <laughs> this is from Hillary. I think Hillary has uh, a take that I agree with about Big Little Lies season two overall. Hillary says the acting was fantastic, but overall disappointed with the season. I would have liked to have seen this season start where it ended. The five confessed to the lie. The trial would be about Perry's death. And some of the other stories this season could still be told through flashbacks. Yes. I mean, I do think that to go back to like the big missed opportunity, the big missed opportunity is we, we really dragged out the lie probably too long. You know, that moment where everybody goes to the police station at the end of the at the end of the season the final image of of big little eye season 2 we could have explored some of the ramifications of that more well, i know that I, I and like i get it that like everybody wants to do the ambiguous ending right now that's cool and typically I, I think it's totally fine but i have a hard time with the ambiguous ending when you when you spun your wheels for like 3 or 4 episodes in a row beforehand it didn't have too much in the way of forward momentum on your story at all. There was so much baked in those first two episodes. I mean, we talked about this last right, time. Right, right. Uh, and then it was just like, you know, nothingsville for so long. I was reading about um, some of the legal stuff that would have happened behind the scenes or not even behind the scenes, but what would have probably been sentenced for. I'm not saying this correctly. How the women might have been sentenced if they had confessed to this and how it would have really panned out because it would have been considered self-defense probably for most of the women. And then Bonnie probably would have gotten hit with like a manslaughter charge. But because it wasn't intentional, she was just sort of like trying to push him off of the women. Um, She probably would have only gotten like two to three years max. But that would have been an interesting thing to follow and see. And like, can you even imagine if like Bonnie was like put in jail and Nathan coming to visit her and her having to reckon with like, oh my God, I don't love my husband. Yeah. I miss my child. What am I doing here? How did this happen? And like seeing it from that perspective where she's like breaking down and really losing it and the other women sort of like having to live with this because it's still a horrible trauma, even if you're not lying about it. Like the recovery from that might have been just as insane. And Mary Louise still could have shown up and been like, hey, I want my kids you know, like the kids taken from Celeste. Yeah, I think the think vi- about that. No, like, totally. Wouldn't and, that have been a better story? Well, I think, I think, I think what you highlight, what you're highlighting is what season two ended up doing is having everybody keep the lie tight to the to the vest, like not revealing anything to anyone, and other than Bonnie. I don't think it was like the main plot engine for anybody. I think like the the big plot engine for Madeline, for Reese Witherspoon's character, was that she had cheated on Ed and got found out. 
and had to deal with that. It wasn't about the bigger lie that she was like protecting and like how it was sitting poorly with her. For Renata, it wasn't about the lie at all. I mean, it's called out a couple of times by Gordon where he's like, you have the guards up. Um, but really the deal with, with Renata seems to be like the, the bankruptcy, the fact that everything, everything she had worked so hard in her life to build up, uh, was, was starting to, to fade away. Um, and these are, you know, deep traumas and these are horrible events and like worth examining. But the protection of the lie for those characters, especially, really didn't matter all that much to their story. Um, you know, Jane and Celeste are kind of most affected by the impending custody battle that happens um, with with uh, with Mary Louise entering the picture. And Jane is really mostly dealing with, can I trust somebody again? Can I open my heart to somebody romantically at all uh, in the form of Corey? Um, so they just they really didn't explore it much, which is which is why I wonder if the Bonnie story, which does stem so much from her guilt over what she did, does that play a little bit better if the if the if the secret of the Monterey Five is exposed earlier? Um, if it comes out earlier and is the Reese Witherspoon storyline, is that stronger if as like a, a show of like, I trust you, Ed, and I'm dealing with some shit. I, I was involved in Perry's death. This happened and we don't know what to do about it. Like, does that push that storyline forward in an interesting, different way? Uh, so I think that there was a, there was a, I, I, it feels like they had this idea in their mind at the end, like, uh, we want, we want things to walk off with, we, we want the, we want, we want the show to walk off with the Monterey Five walking into the police station. And it's a cool image and I get it, but it was just like... And it was also played in Unfaithful at the end of that movie. Right, right. But it was just like driving in, you know, <laughs> you know, you were just like kind of, the car was just they're idling for so long. They're sitting there with the light turning red, green again, Diane, yellow, Diane Lane for red. season three of Big Blue Oh Lives. my God, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, can you? Stop it. Sounds like you can. Oh, All right. I can't even. I just hit the mic with my hand. I'm so excited. Julia Allen writes in and says, without a doubt, season three should be the trial of the Monterey Five. Uh, that seems like the obvious setup for a third season, but I think that we both agree that a third season is, isn't terribly likely. And if it does yeah. come together, it's probably not going to be for a while. And I would bet that if that's the case, then we're past the point of the trial of the Monterey Five. But it could be like an interesting basis for some flashback. Yeah, that's that what would I was help like say. explain like the mysterious conditions around uh, whatever their new lives are are like. Um, but I don't think that they can just like ignore the ramifications of what happens to the Monterey Five. Should should the franchise continue? Which I I, I think we we both agree that it probably won't. And I will. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not mad at the idea of. I, I know it was suggested. I think maybe Antonio suggested this. Um, Antonio Mazzaro suggested the idea of like maybe like a, a reunion movie at some point down the line or something like that could be fun. I could be down with that, but it would need to be really measured and smart about how it introduced. You know, or like reintroduce this reintroduce, world. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, Julia Allen also had another idea for a spinoff. Oh, that Renata. <laughs> uh, she said, still workshopping the title. She also suggested Renata takes Manhattan uh, as a as an idea for a Renata spinoff. She's also added uh, maybe she could join one of the Real Housewives franchises. Stop, I mean, that would be a great storyline within the world of Big Little Lies. That's like that how she makes her money back. What if like she could parlay it into a storyline as a real housewife where she's like, I started from nothing, then I lost everything, and I'm back 
trying to build my way up. Well, what about a third season that once the story of the Monterey Five is made public in they the all universe of Big Little Lies, Monterey? that they become like the real housewives of Monterey? All right, Andy Cohen, jump on it. You know, but like I think like within the world of the show, if there was like some sort of like TV show that like exposes all of their like interesting stories to the world, <laughs> that could be hilarious. Oh my god. I what do. would be like some of their snazzy taglines? You know how they always have catty taglines in the opening credits? Oh, my God. Renata's like, I'll never not be rich. <laughs> uh, Celeste is like, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I know how to lawyer up. But I know how to lawyer up. Um, Madeline would say, my daughter better go to college, otherwise <laughs> I'm going to blow a gasket, uh, which takes us in to this next bit of feedback, Emily. Short people have every reason yes, to live. Yes, yes. Oh, I like that. That one's good. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Uh, that is correct. 21 on Twitter wrote in with a few pieces of feedback. Uh, the first one is Abigail refusing to go to the college. That storyline was pointless mm-hmm. and went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct, 21. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is correct, 21. Like, why even bother? I don't know. I mean, it was just a vehicle for her to be talking about um, Madeline's infidelity, really. Yeah. She has to move home and, you know, Madeline's upset with her and they're, you they're know. They're just like speaking freely yeah. and, you know, too candidly. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. So. Blah. I don't really know where that was. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, That is correct. 21 also has this to say. All the Nathan and Ed fighting scenes went nowhere. Uh, That is correct. That is correct. 21. But I'm happy about it. I am not mad that the Nathan and Ed thing really didn't amount to much in the end. That was fine by me. Yeah. It was just not necessary. The Nathan and Ed dynamic, by the way, uh, and just to further plug Succession uh, (laughs) that we are about to get into, Succession does what Big Little Lies wanted to do with Nathan and Ed in such a better way with two characters, Tom and Cousin Greg. Oh, my God. Who are two of like the funniest characters in anything on TV right now for my money. Uh, So we'll talk about that a lot. Like the anti Nathan and Ed is Tom and Cousin Greg. And I don't I hope I'm not jinxing it for season two because it is the stuff in season one knuckle up fucklehead uh, wow yeah that is a that is a line <laughs> that is a line uh that is correct 21 with one more piece of feedback i felt like the new teacher of the kids was going to play a bigger role we never saw him or the school again he was like i'm out i'm done <laughs> that would have been fun yeah he like went to go smoke a cigarette in the place that nobody uh can catch them smoking cigarettes and then we barely saw him again i think we saw him again at the assembly was after that but then we never really saw him again yeah. Well, it, was like it wasn't really Neptune ever, or something there, like that. There I don't wasn't think that's anything. Was right. <laughs> this because it's Otter that is, Bay? That is, like in, an ocean that is theme? incorrect. Twenty one. <laughs> Principal Neptune. Um, I don't know why I want to say Principal Neptune, <laughs> but I think that that's close. Ursula, help. Ursula, help. Um, I think that a lot of the school-related uh, stuff sort of faded out pretty quickly, too. Yeah. Like, we spent, like, the first half of the season at the school, and then suddenly it was not about the school anymore. Um, which leads us nicely into these final two pieces of feedback that we've got from... All right, from, lay it out there. ...from Olivier Vanabelle, uh, who writes in uh, and says, We had a few very touching moments with Celeste's sons during the last two episodes of season two, but should the show have done more to work on the individuality of both of those characters? So the season one finale did show Max and Josh reacting differently to the violence in their household, bringing one of the big reveals of the episodes, and I thought it wasn't really addressed during season two. Instead, 
said they're kind of just the twins. Uh, Olivier also adds, among the kids in Big Little Lies, Sky, Bonnie's daughter, stayed in the background during the two seasons. If a third season should ever happen, what kind of development could the show bring about for her? And I, I think just Ooh, to, she would become psychic too. Yeah, obviously she's got the crystal and the feather and the bone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think to Olivier's greater point, um, there was the just, kids played smaller just, roles. Yeah, I mean, the twins I think were like sort of showcased in a way that the other kids weren't. And there were um, some moments of individuality where, I mean, I guess, I guess I couldn't tell you which one, but one of them seems to be like more of like the, the strong armor the than aggressor, the other. Yeah. 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 And like, I think it was nice to see them sort of interact with Ziggy, but then well, they when were... they like rose to his defense and that yeah. one scene was great. Yeah. Whatever happened to that, that kid? He's dead. Oh my God. They, they threw him down the stairs. <laughs> That's Big Little Lies season three. Oh no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree though. It, it, it felt like it was, I mean, Honestly, it's less about the kids because everyone's kind of dealing with their demons in terms of the lie. But like, I also, for the most part, felt like, yeah, we didn't see a ton of the kids. I mean, that goes to my point about talking about Chloe earlier, right? Right. So that's why you had Chloe as LVP. No, I would have loved to have seen more of the kids. Yeah. I know that Ziggy's, uh, he's tied up with young Sheldon Ian Armitage having a very promising career right now. Um, but there's other kids in the show that we could have seen more of. I would have liked that. I think that would have been nice. Yeah, and the fact that everyone could sporadically jump up and go to late night meetings without having to uh, schedule childcare was interesting. It's also rare. <laughs> it's it's also like fairly rare, uh, at least in the shows that I tend to talk about, that the that the kid acting is as good as it is on Big Little Lies. So like these are these are like actually like they're, they're sweet children. So missed opportunities, you think? Yeah, I think I, I would I would add that to the list. Yeah, less edited Nathan, more children. Emily, did you have one other piece of feedback that you wanted to oh, yeah, that you I wanted do. to bring into this? There was there was one one little bit of feedback that came in um, right before we started recording um, that I was not able to collect for my uh, podcasting purposes, but Emily, I know that you Yeah, you, uh, were so able to find this is that. from Steph B. She says, "Not sure if you guys made the last podcast. Check out this interview with Shailene Woodley." She gives a spoiler that wasn't in the finale. Would this clip have changed how you feel about the ending? So she went on Jimmy Kimmel Live. When was it? Was, and it, I was believe, it after the airing of the finale? I think it was before the airing of the finale. Okay, well, so that makes a difference. Yeah. yeah but um, you know what? Let me just check the date on this to yeah, be sure. Sure. And I believe that she goes on there and she says that there was going to be a scene in the finale where the Monterey Five go to Perry's grave, except... He, the body, the is, body missing. is missing. So I, I want to know like how that would have worked. Uh, like would they've like gone to the grave and like they like dug up the grave to see if Perry's body is. Yeah. There it's or not, not like he's in like some sort of glass case. I took like, it as a joke. Mm-hmm. I think it was Shailene Woodley messing with people. I didn't take it too seriously. Uh, if the question is like, how would that have impacted things? I think it would have impacted things severely. It sounds like zombies are a thing in the universe of Big Little Lies. Yeah. There would have been a zombie storyline for season three, uh, which would have been kind of ridiculous and crazy. I think this was posted two weeks ago. Okay, so maybe it was like right, either right before or right yeah. after the finale. I tend not to buy it, but you know, who knows? I mean, that would have definitely Listen, changed. Listen, throw Zombie Perry into the mix, and I think that I would have been a little bit more intrigued and been like, oh. We've got zombies now. I huh? mean, he has vampire uh, experience, he so does. why not? He does. That's right. Maybe it, this was Eric like Northman. this is like a, a parallel universe. Eric Northman, uh, and he could team up with the vampire king of Mississippi, Mississippi, who is uh, aligned 
with uh, Eric Northman's mother. He was so much hotter once he cut his hair for True Blood. Who, the Vampire King of Mississippi? <laughs> no, Eric Northman. I thought the Vampire King of Mississippi was especially attractive in the first season of American Horror Story, but that's just me. I did think that there was a bit of an issue, though, because, like, can't you not change your appearance? And that's why Bill always had, like, a really old school haircut. Is that right? Yeah, but Eric Northman could cut his hair because everyone was like, yeah, he'll look way better. Yeah, I think you could forgive a continuity issue like that. Totally I don't think fine. you can. All right. I'll never forget this. All right. Gift exchange. Yeah, you okay, ready? So, well, just to establish this again. So, yes. Emily and I did a draft heading into the finale with predictions for the season finale. Uh, Emily's predictions were that Bonnie would die. She also predicted that Mary Louise will not get custody of the children. Ding, ding, ding. She also predicted that Jane would move away with Ziggy. Um, I predicted that there would be some sort of resolution to the Ed and Nathan storyline. Thrilled to be wrong about that. Uh, I also said that Renata and Gordon would get a divorce. I think we were kind of like, ah. uh, and uh, I also predicted that Mary Louise would be revealed to be uh, to have been responsible for Perry's brother's death, which uh, is pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. And I think that the two is like added up to a point total. Yeah. Uh, so, so we we're decided tied. it was a draw. Yeah. Uh, what was at stake was that Emily and I would get each other a a train-related gift in honor of Gordon. Yes. The last time we shall honor this man. Uh, that was... Uh, <laughs> in spite of Gordon. That was valued at $30 or less. Yes. Um, Emily, would you like me to present to you or would you like to present to me first? I will present to you first, okay? Okay. okay. Here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm very excited. Okay, so Emily has an orange bag... Uh, I mean, she, it's a wine she bag. Has, she has don't just worry. It's a, not wine. A wine bag. I'm not a drinker anymore. <laughs> no, I don't I drink. This <laughs> is going to be awkward if you just got me wine. I just needed a bag it's to gonna put stuff in. It's going to be awkward for so many reasons if you got me Stop wine. Stop it. It's All not right, an so orange bag for any other reason than like it okay. was like the right thing I'm I could opening, find in the I'm cabinet. Opening the, I'm now. opening the bag. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Emily has gotten me uh, some temporary train tattoos. Uh, they are the the back of it says that they are they are safe and fun. They're non toxic. They're for children. They're waterproof <laughs> and they last three to five days. Uh, there's a lot of great instructions for how to apply these tattoos. What are some of the tattoos? Uh, the tattoos are uh, well, they're the. It's hard to read exactly what they say because the the text is backwards. I'm seeing a lot of a backwards s u, which I assume is U S A. Would be my bet. Um, wow. There is, uh, there's one that says, uh, train, trains rock. <laughs> there's one that says trains rock. There's a train track. There's a couple of lightning bolts. There's three lightning bolts. Not really sure what lightning bolts have to do with it's the electricity. I guess it's the like it's the it's high voltage. Conducted. It's the high voltage. Um, there is a, uh, like a spike. Um, like the like uh, like what you use to create the railroad that I've been working on all the live long day. There's oh a lantern. God. Okay, you have more stuff in, in this bag. In case you so go to the mines. Oh, this on. is great. So wait, when am I going to apply the the tattoos? As soon as we I have get a off. business trip next week, Emily. I can't. I'm going to be wearing short sleeves at points. If these don't wash off, I guess you'll have to put one on your chest. Then, is oh what my, you're saying. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do. We'll we'll figure this out. Uh, head to 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 Emlet on Instagram slash at round Howard on Instagram. In the days ahead, we will post a story uh, of the of the delivery of the tattoo. 
tattoos. I'll put them on, Emily. Okay. You gave me the tattoos. I'll put the tattoos on. Um, ooh, a, a New York subway pen. Yeah. Cool, with all of the various different train lines on here. This is neat, actually. This is really cool. Let's see how it writes. I'm just going to write on my hand real fast. Let's see. You're actually doing oh, it. It's not the kind of ink that's going to explode on my hand on an airplane. So this is very useful for the days ahead. And people will know that you were at New. You were in you New York. You come from New York. This is great. Okay. Oh, Emily. I know. I okay. broke the rule. Okay. I broke the okay. rule. So, I broke the so rule. So what's happening right now? I broke the rule. I'm reaching into the orange bag. I think it's worth breaking the rule for. I'm reaching into the orange bag, and my sense of touch. Tells me <laughs> I, I have not looked at it yet. There's some paper around it. The paper does not hide the item. This is a this is a coffee mug, and Emily, we have we have a a a, a wild surplus of coffee We've mugs. We've explicitly in our home. explained to everybody in our life Anytime, not to like, get if us it's a, a coffee birthday, mug. If it's Christmas like, or if you're you just dare. trying to do a nice gesture, yeah, do we not, don't need them. We need no more coffee mugs. We're set. We're good. We're fine. Having said this, I feel like we're going to show up at a podcast event at some point. Someone's going to give us a Please mug. don't do it. Please don't do Please it. Please no. Please make some other kind of joke. Please don't. We honestly don't have room for the mugs. Okay, I'm pulling up the mug. Emily, you feel like this is worth violating your own rule. You feel even more specifically about yeah, the Yeah, because about the it teaches mug. people something. Okay, it teaches people something. All right. So it's I, an educational gift. I have the mug out. I'm unwrapping the mug. If you can hear it, this is me unwrapping the mug. <laughs> Read the other side. Okay. So, well, the first, I guess it's a double-sided mug. The first uh, thing that I'm seeing is there uh, There are, there's a man and a woman riding the subway. They are standing uh, beside another man who is sitting on the subway. They are in gray outlines, nondescript features, and the man sitting down is in red, and that is like a stop right there. A stop right there! Uh, pretty clear signal because this uh, this red painted man is manspreading very 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 hard, sort of like how I'm sitting right now, actually. Yeah. Um, so I look around and the back says, "Dude, stop the spread, please. It's a space issue." <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, this is great. I'll drink out of this. Yeah. And everybody who comes to visit will be like, oh, right, manspreading. It's actually an MTA issue that they're talking about now. It's a thing. It's a thing. All right. And this call, this was all was valued under $30? This was $17.95. Okay, $17.95. Now, I believe that I trumped you on, uh, on cost. But you trumped me. As trumps tend to do. Uh, but you, 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 bested, you bested me in quantity. Okay. I, I have a solitary item. That is not here yet. Okay. It should. It should. It's embarrassing for you. It is Two a little embarrassing. Out, you didn't get it to me. It in time. is a little embarrassing, but it is on its way and should be here tomorrow. What is it? And I cannot use it. You can. This is and it, feminine. Product. And it would have. <laughs> it would have. That would be. That would be intense. It would have fit in the bag that you gave me. Oh, okay. Better not be a feminine product if it fit in that bag. It was <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. It was. It, it it would have belonged in the orange wine bag. Oh, did you get me a, a a bottle of something? I got you a bottle of something. A train wine. Now I got you a bottle of wine, Emily. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, I got you a bottle. Well, don't be too excited. 
because the wine, which I will pull up a picture of now, if you want to just quickly, yeah. quickly look at my at my computer screen here, uh, if you could see what it says on the wine. <laughs> Is this trains wine? Save me, San Francisco Stop Wine it. Company. Drops of Jupiter is the name of Josh. this California red that is on its way. I figured it's from the general area in which Big Little Lies takes place. <laughs> I very nearly got you a piece of uh, wall art from Etsy that was very cheap that uh, would have just had um, the, all of the lyrics to Drops of no. Jupiter by Train. I'm so glad that you got uh, me wine. A consumable I, gift is usually better. Consumables are what we like. Uh, I will not be able to imbibe with you as I am still on my no drinking. Um, I'm still on the mocktail kick these days. Can I drink it out of the man spreading cup? You can drink it out of the man spreading cup. When this arrives, we will we will do a little bit of a wow. videoing of the temporary tattoos and the drinking of the wine. Produce? I don't know. I don't know if this is produced by Train or if it's inspired by. Train. Oh, okay. So um, I thought Train had their own wine, though. Didn't then they? maybe this is. Maybe this is a Did Train. Did we wine. buy our friends a case of white wine that Train had? Oh, God, made? we're bad friends. All right. Well, those are the Train gifts, Emily. We did well. I think we did really well. Um, well. Thank you so much for my gift. Well, I think I look forward to drinking it. Well, hopefully it tastes all right. Otherwise, it's going to taste like drops of Jupiter. What could be wrong about I guess that? I mean, well, so, well, tell me, did the wind sweep you off your feet? Oh, wow. Did you finally get a chance to dance in the light of day? Head back into the Milky Way. I'm just going to drink it and go na 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 na. All right, na. so we will we'll 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 sample the wares on the Instagrams at some point. One time I saw a train while. at like one of those um, what is it like collaborative concerts for a radio station. So it was Kiss 108. If you're from Boston, and we went and saw them, me and my best friend, when we were teenagers, uh, along with like Bon Jovi and other people. And we ran up to train really fast who was signing autographs in like the out, outdoor area. And there were maybe like 10 people. And we took a picture of them really fast and ran away. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then her dad picked us up and we went home. All right. I think I mean, that's my train story. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have much else about Big Little Lies. Uh, what about train though? Big Little Lies is over. I don't have much else about train either, except that I thought that Drops of Jupiter was the coolest song oh, on the planet when it came it. out. No, you didn't. You know, it's, it's still catchy. Um, When's the last time you listened to it? We don't need to do this. At like a uh, drugstore? No, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, all right, so Big Little Lies, that's it. Any final thoughts on Big Little Lies before we sign off here? It's been an absolute pleasure to podcast with you about it. Yeah. And to interact with everybody on Twitter and talk about it every week. It's been a dream job, I must say. It's been great. It's been super fun. Uh, of course, if there's a third season, we will talk about that. Uh, we're talking about Succession next. Yeah, I got to start practicing the Wh- piano. What is, what's Succession about? How would you distill, like, for somebody who's, who's maybe lightly heard of it, but doesn't really know what it's about and is thinking about checking it out so that they can be in on the podcast, how would you describe Succession to it's those people? It's about a media mogul's family and the fight for power over this gigantic company that seems to have its hands in a lot of different jars. And their hands are getting caught in the jars as they're trying to steal cookies. I think it's very timely. I think it's interesting to see sort of the scope of how a company and a family within that company can try to, you know, sort of control a lot of narratives, a lot of power, you know, have a lot of influence, but also look at how they sort of interact with one another 
in both positive and very negative ways and how money sort of plays into all of that. You know, it's, it's not a perfect, um, it's not a perfect way of describing it, but it's a, a little bit of a shorthand that'll have to explain a tiny bit. But I kind of think of succession as arrested development, uh, arrested development meets game of Thrones in the sense that game of Thrones is very much about power grabs and who's in charge and like the tension of family and family loyalty and that being tested. And what happens if you, if you strike away from family, does family strike you back? There are no swords. There's no sorcery involved in uh in succession but there are like lannister types this is very much like a <laughs> lannister type of family uh filled with some really awful people the people on succession are either like are are, are for the most part pretty awful flawed people or cousin greg who is who is also flawed but a, a total delight <laughs> um so it, it's great brian cox is the is the patriarch of this family and he's just absolutely excellent uh on the show some really great actors james cromwell has an occasional role on the show uh, the great zephram cochran for you star trek fans of course james cromwell has done for many other roles beyond that babe uh babe yeah that'll do uh that'll do wig little eyes that'll do uh so we're very excited to talk about I'm it i'm really excited about it i think we'll it's gonna a, be a lot of fun we'll have a much more detailed uh, uh preview show coming up just to kind of set the stage for succession uh when we get into it. Uh, I wanted to shout out a couple of other shows that are on HBO right now that we're not podcasting about and probably won't, um, but just shows that are that uh, Emily and I love dearly. Uh, one is Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> which we, we... This one show we really we love. We really love Divorce. Divorce is about to end uh, the series finale. I'm really sad that it's about to end. I think it's a great little, uh, I don't know, nugget. I don't know. It's like a, it's, it, they, it makes, it makes a lot of comedy out of a very serious topic, which is ta da, divorce. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church, anytime he speaks on that show, I crack up. Yeah, you really do. I, I mean, he just blows me away. He's just so ridiculous. Um, so that show is ending. Uh, if you have not been watching Divorce, you can, you could probably catch up relatively quickly. Uh, short episodes, only three seasons. This third season, uh, at the end of the day is only going to be six episodes total. Um, so we like that show. Not, not the best show on the planet, but, but Emily and I, Molly Shannon's really on it. it. She's Molly so Shannon's funny. on it. She's very, very funny. Uh, and then it, it doesn't need a shout out because I feel like it's taking over the world right now. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio getting out there and hyping it up. Euphoria. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching Euphoria, uh, be very uh, cautious in approaching it because it's intense. Uh, lots of you know heavy drug use and heavy topics and exploring uh, modern youth in America and sort of uh, Emily hates when I describe anything as Shakespearean, but a, 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 some like some like Shakespearean some Shakespearean level conflict happening on Euphoria with Zendaya just you know being what I hate about unreal. it. I hate when you say something Shakespearean and then it gets parroted back like 3,000 times from all these other people that say something Shakespearean after you've said it. Well, I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, he's been around for a while, so you can evoke Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> I hear Years and Years, which is on HBO uh, and may have just ended or is about to end. I hear that that was uh, excellent and also very difficult to watch. I just mention it because people have have alerted me to it. 
I, I understand a little bit of the premise, uh, and it is basically forecasting our world a few years from now. And that sounds scary to me. Uh, oh, so cool. I won't watch. So that. I probably won't watch it anytime soon. Um, but I can be convinced. Otherwise, Zach Brooks, I know, has been championing that show. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to do it and it's not high on the list, but if you're, if you're looking for more, I, the point being that HBO has got a lot of really great content out right now. They've got Watchmen coming up in the fall. Uh, I think they've got his dark materials, which looks to be, if not a Game of Thrones successor, then maybe like a, a little bit of a Game of Thrones chaser, uh, based on a series of fantasy novels. And it's going to have, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda as, uh, he's <laughs> referred to on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. That was a great episode uh, and a great arc from him he's going to be on it james mcavoy is going to be on it uh there's a there's a there's a bunch of people who are going to be involved in that that are that are pretty exciting so lots of fun stuff on hbo right now uh succession will be the show that we are targeting for our next podcast a reminder to subscribe um your podcast app of choice we are out there subscribe to our main feed uh your ratings your reviews all greatly appreciated. Uh, and we've got a lot of fun things happening here on Post Show Recap. So you'll want to be tuned in. Uh, feedback for that succession show. We are also looking out for that, which again, we will try to record midweek next week. So send that along at Round Howard, at Emilet, at Post Show Recaps. Emily Fox, anything else? No, I think I'm good. All right. I am good as well. Let's go put on some temporary tattoos. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.